another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Snacks is back. Hey. That was a good one. That was a good one. I felt the, like, pep in my step. It's because you have on your good luck hoe sweater. And I have my new boobs. I love it. You know? Um, So, anyone out there? I I have a PSA. I don't have, like, a how you doing check-in. I'm fine. I'm actually doing quite dandy, and it's because I got these cool new boobs. I love your boobs. And by new boobs, I just mean that I went and got fitted for, like, a custom bra, and honestly, it's changed my life. Your tits look great. Thank you. And I feel like it... good, feel good. That is so real, because I look like I lost, like, 15 pounds, but it's just because my boobs are sitting so perky. So perky. Where they should be. I'm good, too. I'm feeling good. I was going to ask you, I swear. I swear I was. I'm sure. But I'm feeling good. You know? Feeling great. Halloween vibes. Yeah. spooky out there. It's, God, it's brutal out there. Um, All right. Should we get right into it? Because we got a special guest today. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I feel like these stories are kind of nice for spooky season, except for one. So I'm going to start with that one first because it's just cutie, cutie, sweetie. Um, Lance Bass and his husband, Michael Turchin, are daddies. Wow. They had babies via surrogate, Violet and Alexander, and they are here. Nice names. Earthside. I know, right? They sound so fancy. Violet and Alexander. Bass or Turchin? Oh. I don't know. The thing that I... Best Turchin. Turchin Bass. I like Best Turchin. I like just Bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just Bass would be, like, selfishly what I would want if I were one of the babies, because, like, that means Clout. something, you know? Yeah. So, congrats to them. Um, so far, all we've seen is the little baby's, like, footprints on the birth certificate. That's cute. But, um, yeah, so stay tuned. I'm... Don't worry, I'll be watching for that picture. Um, okay, so next up, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Jean. I'm so happy for her, but also this is just a hard time for her. And so Brittany is celebrating Christmas early. And I know that you're probably thinking, like, why is that a story? And I'll, I'll get into it because I just felt compelled to talk about it. She has been fighting for her freedom for. 13 years and now that she has it she feels scared she's like well I'm like nervous I haven't been able to do anything without asking for permission I haven't been allowed to just do things and so it's scary to me because I went from having no freedom to now I have all this freedom yeah and we're really like light at the end of the tunnel here um I'm gonna be free soon and it's scary to me and so she ends up still just like staying in her house Um, And she's like, and I don't love that, you know, the paparazzi is, like, trying to get me. And it feels like when I was younger, like, a lot of what happened to her and, like, why she looked so crazy in the news was because paparazzi, like, provoking her. And she's like, I feel like they're trying to, like, jump out at me and get me to do something crazy. And, like, she finally has the keys to her car for the first time ever in her life. She just has keys to her car and she could drive if she wants to. She's like, when I don't, because my house is kind of close to a school and like paparazzi people follow me. And then I get scared and I feel like I have to drive away from them, but like I don't want to drive unsafely because there's children around. Right. And so she's celebrating Christmas early because she's like nervous 
that she won't be able to just celebrate Christmas actually as a free woman. She's scared that there's going to be like valleys oh, to this. Oh, yeah. And so. Well, good for her. Yeah. So just Merry Christmas, Brittany. Merry Christmas, Brittany. I really hope that things go well. Also, I learned that, you know, she keeps doing that like code red project rose, like cryptic shit in her captions. Yeah. That is her case. Project Rose, Code Red, all of that. Her lawyer's name is, like, Rosenberg. Oh. And so she's always like, Red is coming, Red is coming. She's, like, alluding to her freedom. Like, she was working so hard to be able to choose her own lawyer, and she chose him. My cousin's in high school, and there's a course she could take called Free Britney. I mean, is she going to take it? I don't know. It's like, what? what, you don't know the end. Yeah, you don't know the end, but there's a lot to talk about on the front end, I think. Just, like, how she even got there. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's not just Free Britney. Amanda Bynes is in a very similar case. Obviously, hers is a little different because she was, like, very publicly on drugs and going through something. But similar situation, her dad and her... Her mom and her dad have been forcing her to work and, um, you know, work these crazy hours and, like, hang out with people who are not good for her for her whole life and the means of taking her money. And so there's that. And then Lindsay Lohan was also Mm. sort of in one. It's unclear where that stands now. So, honestly, there's a lot. All those little pop stars. Paris Hilton was almost in one. But, you know, I don't know if you've seen her documentary. She a little different because she's an heiress and she's like fuck off you know yeah so there's that merry christmas britney and this very last one is honestly a problem that i would love to have noah herb yeah was so busy kissing abigail he crashed his car into his house (laughs) what that's so funny yeah he was just like not paying attention there's really not anything else to that story except for me to say, I want a boy to like me so much that we're kissing as we pull into the house and he rams that shit because he's just so like so into the kiss. He, what are breaks, you know? Stop for what, right? That's cute. I love that story. Yeah. They're Hopefully so his house is okay. All right. Tell everyone who we're talking to today. Okay. So I'm geeked. This is a fangirl moment for me. So we're talking to Sarah Lynn Robinson. She is, um, I don't know, like a blogger, influencer type. She has this amazing Instagram called Appy Ended. And just to give a little background on her, I found her through Dumois. As we all know, I am obsessed. And so she's got this Appy Ending. And she basically reviews each dating app its pros its cons and then also rates the men and dates she experiences through said apps and so it's really a beautiful it's honestly entertaining but it also like sheds a little light on just like the dating culture these days um and she's very honest about the process and the highs and lows of it and I'm really, I literally, I found her through Dumois and I've been following her ever since. And I was like, I don't even know what made me. But one day I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to just ask her. I'm just going to ask her if she wants you to shot talk to us. shot and we are reaping the benefits. Yeah. And so it's really exciting and we'll be right back with her. And we're back with our guest this week. We're talking with Sarah from Happy Ending. I randomly found her 
being thirsty for a friend pass <laughs> for Raya. Um, <laughs> you that listen know I'm obsessed with Juma. Um, so they posted a thing like if you have any extra friend passes, you can reach out to any of these people. And so I was literally just like DMing everyone on the list. Like, do you have one? Do you have one? Do you have one? <laughs> and I found Sarah because she had extra friend passes. And by the time I got to her, she was like, I actually got kicked off the app. <laughs> about rating the app and how it's actually not that cool and she's Mm -hmm. got this instagram called happy ending and she rates all these different apps and so i'll shut up and let you tell us about it um how did that start Yeah. So, um, Dumois, I'm so thankful to Dumois. I still have no idea who she is, but she's amazing. And she like this whole thing just kind of fell into my lap because she posted me in her story. So I'm very lucky that that happened. Um, but yeah, you know, last year was COVID like everyone else. I was like questioning all of my decisions. I was in LA. I thought I majored in, um, theater in college and I moved there. I thought I wanted to be an actress and I was working as an assistant and a nanny and, um, was like working all through the, all through the pandemic and like, not sure what I wanted to do and not really auditioning. Like the industry was shut down. Um, so I kind of just at the end of the year burned my life down and was like, I'm going to start over. So I quit my job and moved to New York right after Christmas. Um, and then I, you know, was there like jobless in January and was like, well, what do I want to do now? And I have been single since I was 23. That was my last serious relationship. So I was like, what if I, I was home and talking to my brother who's Gen Z and has been with his girlfriend for four years. Um, and I was like, what if I start, you know, I know so many amazing single people, men and women. I was like, what if I start, um, you know, reviewing dating apps and helping people find the best fit for themselves. Um, and background, my parents also went through divorce last year. So both of my parents were newly single and then I'm super single as well. So it's like just such a weird, and then, you know, the pandemic was hindering all of dating. So it was just such a weird time to be single. Um, so yeah, I just, I started with Raya because people always are curious about that one. Um, and I put the review up and then she reposted it in her stories. And I weirdly had in Raya, my friend passes never ran out. So I got so many people on the app, like previously, just like friends or was able to refer them. So um, she was like, can I post that you have uh, friend passes? And I was like, absolutely. And she was like, RIP to your DMs. And I overnight got like 10,000 requests for like, how do I get on Raya? But also questions and like, oh, I'm, you know, single. My husband died two years ago. What app do you think? I have kids. What app do you think is the best for that? Um, so it just kind of blossomed into this, um, thing. And now that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. So, um, I'm studying to be a, uh, dating coach now. So hopefully that'll kind of take off and, um, I have a little stupid TikTok platform um, that I love and I post on there every day and I have, you know, my Instagram. Um, and then I also sold a development, a development deal to make a podcast. So we've been recording all year to eventually make a, a podcast out of this um, journey. So that's, that's how it happened. It's kind of crazy, but I, it totally just fell in my lap. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. How did you get on Raya to begin with? 
I am so lucky. People always ask me that and they're like, do you have any tips? Like, are there any, is there anything extra I can do? And there's really not. I got very lucky. I have a girlfriend in LA who was on it and was like, do I have friend passes? Do you want one? Um, she gave it to me. I filled out, you know, their form and they were like, okay, we'll let you know. And then I was on the next day. Um, I don't know how, I don't know why at the time I had just moved to LA. I had maybe 700 Instagram followers. Like it was, I had no clout. I was nothing like special. Um, I was like a struggling actress and a nanny. Like I had no business being on that app. And for some reason they let me on. So I wish I could help, but I will say, you said this Brie, it, the app is trash. Like it truly, unless you really just want to creep on the few like D list celebrities that I saw, I never saw anyone very big. Um, it's, if you're using it for dating or networking, it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, so I don't miss it. I don't know why I went through like a three month, three month patch (laughs) of like, I just was convinced if I could just get a clubhouse pass, and if mm. I get a Raya pass, I was like, my life is going to change. Over. <laughs> and I got the clubhouse pass. So then I was like insane about the Raya one. I was like asking yeah. anybody I could think of. I have like a friend whose friend's cousin is an agent. And I was like, can you ask her if she, they were like, she's married. And I was like, <laughs> like I was crazy. And then I saw your video and I was like, that actually doesn't. That doesn't sound that cool, so never mind. And now I literally have not ever tried again, ever. Oh, good for you. Okay, that makes me feel better because I would hate to think that anyone is like, oh my God, I'm not I'm not good enough for Raya, right? You know, for whatever reason, I can't get on because it really is so arbitrary. Like I had no business being on there. But I also, I wonder if they kind of gatekeep their members because supposedly Amy Schumer was on there. Channing Tatum was on there. Aziz Ansari. Like, you you know, we hear about all these A-list people who are on there and I never saw any of them. So I'm wondering if I was like their lowest tier. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I had no business being on that app and I can promise anyone they are not missing anything. It truly is my least favorite dating app. Well, and honestly, from your stories, I feel like your best dates are always from like, I met this guy on Bumble. Like, I feel yes. like best stories are always just from like, a regular app that anybody could just get on. It's like not a big deal. Yes, absolutely. If I could only keep one, honestly, it would be Bumble. That's where I've met the most quality guys. And that I I also know multiple people who've met their actual spouses from that. So it feels like it has the most promise. I, most people I know who are on Raya haven't even been on dates with guys from Raya because they don't, they just want to like, look at what's out there and not talk or meet up, you know? It's such a weird, like, clout-chasing app. Yeah, I think it's cool to be able to say you were on there, but I don't think <laughs> yes. you to, like, find a mate on there. Okay, yes, you can bumble totally. your best. Do you have one that's, like, your absolute worst? Honestly, if I had to pick, it would probably be Raya and Farmers Only. Farmers Only was pretty bad. <laughs> now, I will say there were some great guys on there, and it's definitely not, you know, they say Farmers Only – but it was very like open. If you just like that lifestyle, like there were a lot of, a lot of super granola crunchy guys who had like sustainable farms in upstate New York that I was matching with. Cause they were like nearby, um, or were coming up as, you know, potential matches. It's not like a swipe feature. It's, they only have a website. Super, they don't even have an app. 
Um, so that was interesting, but you also got like the lowest of the low. I did a little TikTok series about this guy who would just like message me out of nowhere to insult me and then like disappear for five days and then come back and do it again. And it was so funny. Like there was one, (laughs) he was like, sorry, I'm not into dudes. And then he just like ghosted for a week and then came back and said something else. It just was hysterical to me. I never, I, I think I maybe responded twice, but I never reached out to him like initially this was all just him finding me and like sliding into my dams just to be a dick, which was so hysterical to me. Um, so that one was pretty rough around the edges. Um, I will say that, but so fun to try. Like, I don't know anyone else who has tried that. So I was like, Oh, this is gold. Like my whole thing is I will try anything once if it's, you know, if like the end goal is to maybe meet my person. Um, but I can tell you this much, he is not going to be on Farmers Only, but he might be for someone else. Who knows? I think if you're into that lifestyle, it could be really good, but it definitely, it needed some help. Um, so yeah, those two have been my least favorite so far and favorite is Bumble. Cool. So actually something you just said reminded me of why we chose to invite you on for Spooktober. We're Ooh, yes. like the spooky sides of just like, life and dating, um, not necessarily like actual spooky things. And I thought I was like, oh my God, we should ask her because I personally hate apps because it's just like a scary thing to me to just like put all yourself out there on this app and then just mm-hmm. like hope somebody matches with you. So I'm curious, like how do you stay motivated to like not only I get so exhausted with the apps, like stay on them and like continue to go on dates and like meet new people but also like share it all so publicly? Yeah, that is a great question. And I will say I get burned out on almost a daily basis. Like it, the timing is funny because I was actually just fucking on Bumble before I started talking with you guys. And I matched with like five great guys in Denver. So I don't even know why I'm looking at local guys. Like I know I'm only going to be here for a couple of days, but whatever. I just can't help myself. Anywhere I go, I open Bumble just to see. Um, I have all these guys. I just got back from Egypt and Jordan with my mom and I have all these guys that I matched with there and, and then just like never even talk to them. Like I, whatever so many messages by the way so many I you know people have said that I feel like it's because I just like I keep saying I just will like try anything so I'll reach out and ask like a super weird question and I think I there's no way they're all interested in me because I speaking of spooktober I get ghosted like more than anyone I know but I feel like it might just be a little bit different than like, I have a a lot of guys complain to me that so many girls just reach out on Bumble and say like, hi, Hey, what's up? Like, which is what we complain about all the time. Like they have no idea what we deal with. Um, but I feel like I get a lot of responses just because I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always reach out with like just a weird opener. And a lot of the time people are like, Oh my God, I've never heard that one before. Like, that's great. So even if it doesn't go anywhere, I at least got the conversation started. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was on today and matched with like five guys in Denver who seem great. And I'm like, I don't even, I matched with them. Like that's, you know, the fun part is like shopping. Um, and then they're in my cart and I'm like, uh, do I really want to like, you know, put forth the effort? Um, so I, yeah, I am burned out as much as I, you know, do want to find my person. I am burned out on an almost daily basis, which actually i took a break all summer from reviewing the apps. Cause I was like, I just cannot do this anymore. Like a new app every week. This is just mm-hmm. too much. Um, so I would definitely say take breaks when you need them. 
Um, but I've also talked to, I have a girlfriend who, um, went through a breakup and then took a break six years ago and hasn't put herself out there since then. And I also think there's something to be said for not doing that because then I think it gets scarier and scarier, you know, the longer you wait. Um, yeah. So uh, finding the motivation is hard. I think just, it'll be little things that remind me like, oh yeah, I still want this. Like this was actually, I don't know if you saw my story about this. I posted about it. Um, but when I was in Egypt, we were at, um, the temple of love, uh, and this couple on our, in our tour group got engaged and watching that, like everyone was crying. It it was like, we celebrated together that night. Like it just was amazing. And seeing that I was like, okay, I need to put, you know, start putting myself out there again, instead of just blindly swiping on these apps and not talking to anyone. Um, so I think it's little things like that, that keep my, my motivation up. Um, but believe me, I get burned out more than anyone I know and take a million breaks, honestly, more than I should for someone who says they, you know, want to date and find their, their partner. Yeah. Well, that's like refreshing to me. Cause I feel like I'll get in these phases and I'll think, well, I just like wish that I had a someone to do like whatever or like a cheesy activity or I have a friend's wedding and I like I'm just like Maddie would you want to go with me like I have to just like pick a girlfriend because I don't have someone and I'm like okay I've got to get on there and like swipe on these apps and then I get on there I'm like actually I don't ever want to do that again and then I go through like long spells of like like I've been single a little over a year now and I'm like okay do the toss up of like, huh, do I even like care to do this anymore? Like, I don't want to be swiping on these apps every single day and yeah, people for like half a day and then they like disappear. Right. That is like, sometimes you just need like a tiny break. I think I take yeah. two big Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But I get it. I mean, it is exhausting. It's like, and it's, I find, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I've found, especially with COVID that my my social meter is just low all the time. Like even like going to the grocery store and like talking to multiple people, it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. Like I, you know, we sat in our houses for a year and a half. So I talking to a million strangers on an app, I don't want to be on in any given day. And then trying to make something work between the two of you and like find common ground more so than just looking at each other's pictures. It is absolutely exhausting. Um, but yeah, I think before I started at the ending, I would go through phases where I would like allow myself to take a break. Um, and then I would say like, okay, you know, 10 minutes a night, I have a terrible phone of being a, a terrible habit of being on my phone, um, like in bed, it's like my favorite thing to do right before I fall asleep. Um, but I would be like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, the last 10 minutes before I, I go to sleep at night, I'm going to swipe on Bumble and like answer messages And, you know, just made a point of working that into my schedule or like, you know, you get up, you're making a cup of coffee in the morning, like take 10 minutes and, you know, pick your, your two favorite apps and check both of those and then set them aside. And I have, if this helps too, I have all my notifications turned off for everything, like social media, dating apps, everything. Cause I just don't want to be like inundated with that constantly. So I think setting aside specific time instead of it kind of always being in your peripheral vision makes it feel a little less, um, draining. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's helped me, but I took a break for a little bit and then I, it was probably actually much longer of a break than I should have, but I was, I nanny, I also nanny. Um, yeah. And like a nice part of Chicago. So I'm always (laughs) like, 
wow. Like whenever I take the kids to the park, I like go on Bumble because I'm like, this is a nice area. <laughs> There's got to be nice men out here. So, yeah. Like Wednesday I, was the first time I was on Bumble for a really long time. And I was like swiping for like 30 minutes. I made one match. And I think that I have a good profile, but it's like, how do you know? I, well, if you want, I would love to see your profile. Not that I'm the expert at all, but I do feel like I've seen a lot of men's and women's profiles. I'm sure your profile is great. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why that would be, uh, the case. Uh, do you feel like you're swiping right on a lot of guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. I don't either. Cause I used to, I used to have the same problem. I feel like, no, I don't want to say that I'm lowering, lowering my standards, but I feel like I'm casting a little bit of a wider net now. Whereas I used to be very cut and dry, like no one below this height. If he's wearing a shirt with this color, no, like, you know, so that could be something maybe give, give some of the profiles an extra look and swipe right on someone you're on the fence about and just see where it goes. I'm definitely not advocating lowering your standards or wasting your time. Um, but I, I definitely was there as well, like in my early twenties. And I feel like that didn't do me any good. And then weirdly the most successful dates I've had have been with people where I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence about this. And then it winds up being, you know, amazing. Um, so I, I feel like as a single person, people are always like, just give him a chance. Like, Oh, he has three legs. Like, no, give him one more chance. You might learn to love him. You know what I mean? And like, I hate that advice. I'm definitely not advising that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think there's something to be said for casting a little bit of a wider net, but also I think quality over quantity. So if that's one great match versus like matching with 10 guys, you know, you're never going to meet up with that's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I messaged him with what I thought was a really good opener and he immediately mm -hmm. unmatched. So, <laughs> Oh my God, you're kidding. I hate when they do that. That is so insulting because you know, you already matched, so you know, you're into each other. Right. So it's just like that one line of text was enough to deter you from talking to me. Like, and they know we're going to see that they unmatched us. Right. Just like let the time run out and then I'll think right. about it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It's so rude. What was your message? I thought it was really good. I actually I won't even be able to read it now. <laughs> I said, okay, you wake up so hungover on a Sunday morning, but you have to do a Sunday fun day. What is going to cure your hangover? I, I think that's great. I don't know why that's on him. As far as I'm concerned, that's a great opener. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think before I, cause I had this whole series this summer where I asked um, my followers for Bumble openers. Cause I was always doing like the, Hey, how's your week going? Like really generic. Um, and yeah, I feel like so many oh, yeah, people and you know, what's that? stole one of those. I don't remember when. Oh, people, good. I love Okay. Them. Yeah. Some of them have been so good. The one that's weirdly had the most luck for me, guys love truth or dare. And that one always stresses me out. Cause then I'm like, well, now I have to think of something. This is like so much work for me. Um, but yeah, they always love that one. Yeah. There were some really good ones in there. Yeah. Um, but I think if you put forth any effort and ask like a creative question like that, I don't see why you would not get a message back. So that's completely on him. Yeah, I I agree. 
I'm yeah. not the dating coach in the situation, but I also agree. <laughs> um, okay, I have a fun question. Is there anything um, in a profile, just like one thing that would be like a full-on red flag deal breaker to you? Like what's one thing you see when you're swiping? They're like, immediately, no, thank you. Immediately, no. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, no. Immediately, no. Um, I've seen what I needed to see. Um, well, anything anything anti-vaccine or Trump related, it's an immediate no from me. Um, but at least on Bumble, I don't know if I have all of mine um, set to this because sometimes I do like to look at what else is out there just for fun and research um, and to make fun of it. But I know I have on Bumble, I have uh, only, you know, my, my like political affiliation set. And then it's also no Trump. And that the fact that I'm vaccinated is in my bio. So I never match with guys who are, who are going to argue that. Um, but that's an immediate red flag. But I also think um, there's, I wish I could remember her name. There's a girl on TikTok who reviews guys um, profiles. I'll find her and send it to you, send it to you guys. If you haven't seen her already, I think her name's Amelia Sampson. Um, if I remember correctly, but she does a whole series where she goes through and reviews guys profiles. And there are so many guys who just don't answer the question. Like it'll, it'll be like two truths and a lie. And they're like, I hate this game, LOL. Like what, pick a different question. That, so I think that's a red flag for me is just so little effort or like you have no questions. You have nothing about yourself. You don't have your height, your eight, like nothing. Um, I think that's a red flag because it's like, you couldn't even put forth the effort to put more than two pictures on here. Why should I, why should we, why should I be putting any effort into this conversation? you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's always frustrating to me. I think, oh my God, I have so many. You asked for one. Okay. I'll stop. But those are, those are big ones. Those are big ones. Okay. That makes me feel good. I always am like, if I, I'm, I feel like I'm always looking in the background of the pictures to make sure there's nothing like crazy back there because I accidentally matched with a man. I didn't spot it at first, but there was like, like a string of, you know, people have those like string lights to like clip pictures too but it yeah. was not like a clip it was like the clip was confederate flags and so I matched oh, with the man no. talking we're already talking and I like yeah. wanted to show his picture to one of my friends and she was like free what oh my god I want to like zoom in you just unmatch him and stop talking to him yeah okay good for you good for you it's like, yeah. How do you oh find such a thing to hang up in your right? Right, exactly. So he really committed to that. Like that is the hill that he's going to die on. So it, there's no, there's no. no I'm not going to think that. Right. I was like, I don't really think that I'm going to change his mind. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's important too. Is just knowing, you know, there's something to be said for keeping an open mind, but I also think like your partner is the one person you should really be aligned with on important things like that. So I, that's where I have zero wiggle room. I oh, can compromise yes. on almost anything else. You just did like an interview and I was reading, um, it's like one of your last posts and you were like, yes, somebody being pro-life is not like a deal breaker in itself. But I think that I could not have a partner who didn't believe like it's supporting me and like my bodily autonomy. And I was like, that's a really great right. way to put that. Cause it's not necessarily like, like you mentioned, like the Trump thing and vaccines. It's um, 
to me, I'm always more so paying attention to like the tone of those things in people's profiles. Mm-hmm. Like obviously people are going to lie where they lie and it's like, well, right. you have to like align with people. Um, right. Or like, I feel like I've never been the type to be like, I will never date like a Republican man. But if it's like, you're going to be nasty about it. Right. Right. Exactly. Talk about or if you're not going to honor like respecting what I have to say, then. Right. I matched with a man, um, his occupation, he's a police officer. And he, his first thing he said to me was like, I'm so surprised you matched with me. I was like, okay. Um, now we're like, you now know, we're weird. off to a bad start. Cause like, now right, right. Exactly. That I would be anti-cop and it's weird. Cause like, why would you right. do that? And it's like, yeah. So then I immediately was like, well, if you thought because I'm black that I was not going to like caps, why would you match with me? Like, right. right. <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird, like, precedent to set. Yeah. It's also very, like, like uncomfortable. Like, first thing to say to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Matched, or I can't wait to ask you this fun question or we're from right. this neighborhood. I actually started with, I think you pulled me over once. Because, <laughs> like, I was home in the suburbs, and I genuinely do think that he pulled me over once. And That's hilarious. Like, I'm so surprised to see you would swipe right on a cop. And I was like, well, now it's not fun anymore. Right. Yeah. You ruined it. That had the makings of a fun, like, millennial Gen Z, like, rom com. Like, you get pulled over and then see him on a dating app. That's so fun. But yeah, he ruined it. He wrote well, it. You can write the movie yeah. with the ending you wanted. That's there right. you go. Yeah, that's yeah. That's write it with your narrative. You with the happy ending. Oh my god, do you want to collab on a movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my dream writing like Hallmark Christmas movies would be my my ultimate dream. Uh, we're all a bunch of ex theater kids here. We could make it happen. Absolutely, absolutely, we could. I didn't know that. That's so cool. I love that you guys did theater too. Yeah, I think theater people are the best podcasters. Oh, I'm sorry, what? We met from being in choir together, but I really oh, cool. agree with what you just said. Yes. I've listened to so many who, like, they don't really know how to find common ground with people. They don't know how to ask questions, and it winds up just sounding very, like, stunted and awkward. Um, I don't know. Are you guys Bachelor or Bachelorette fans? Oh, yeah. Well, we do okay. it for the purpose of conversation yeah okay absolutely agree with that it is the I mean we all know it's garbage but it's like the most delicious garbage too exactly (laughs) um but they always have to have podcasts after like everyone gets a podcast and some of them are trash there are some that are good but I listened to um do you guys remember Dean Deanie Babies he's with Kayla now his he's so cute and I love them together but I listened to one episode with his of his podcast and I was like this is cringy it was actually a dating advice podcast and the producer was doing all the talking there was one girl who was like oh I've I've never had a boyfriend I you know can't find guys on the dating apps like I'm really struggling whatever and he was like I think just keep doing what you're doing like you know good luck but I, yeah you're not doing anything wrong and then the producer came in and like gave her this 10 minute speech about like what she could fix it just was so cringy I was like I can't can't do this again can never listen to this again I don't even think I finished the episode about Dean is um so we just watched Bachelor in Paradise finale and he was on. okay and so today I was reading a bunch of stuff about how it's weird that they chose that couple specifically and also like all this commentary about like why would they be giving anybody dating advice ever because yes. 
Um, Dean is very open on the podcast about how he hates saying he loves you. And if Kaylin says it, he like gets really mad at her and like wow. all these weird rules, how he's like, not a like loving partner. It's so right. And the producers asked him like, Oh, Hey, like, if you want, we could help you set up something really cool. If you want to propose to Kaylin during filming, like we'll help you. We'll cover some of the costs. Like, sh- cool. He should have done that. And he literally was yeah. like, you said, are you crazy? That means he's never proposing. No. Saying. Oh my God. That breaks my heart for her. Cause you can see like, I mean, even just the fact that she left paradise with him with no sort of promise of a future. Just do you want to travel in my van with me? She was so invested in that. And I feel like he, I don't know if he's ever going to commit to her. Like he just gives me eternal fuckboy vibes. Yeah. And like him having a dating podcast is so crazy. Um, yeah, name Jason. Um, no, <laughs> Jason Tardek is oh, so. Oh yes. So hot. oh my god, He's I the best. They are one of my favorite bachelor couples. They're, They're the best. So cute. I love. Yeah. Them. I'm so glad we agree on that. Okay, and yes. then um, to kind of you have another question. Oh well, I want to. Mine's just a fun one, and then you can close this okay. out. Um, so I know you are like good about swiping everywhere you go. I literally was watching your stories. I think you were in California and you drove somewhere to go on a date. And oh I was my like, God. <laughs> I was about to go to bed and was like, no, I have to wait for her to give. I got another glass of wine because I was like, well, maybe they'll finish up. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm honored. I'm honored that you were so invested. Oh my God. That was a train wreck. So I know I did too. It would have been such a cool um, story, but yeah, basically for background, um, this guy was with a girl. They were going to Mexico for a wedding together. The Mexico got uh, the um, wedding in Mexico got postponed because of COVID. And then he and his girlfriend broke up. So he was like, Oh, I'm going to have my friends find me another date. Like he just wanted to feel like he was a bachelor. Um, so yeah, we went on, we went on like a, we were talking, um, a little bit, you know, just via text. He followed me on Instagram, which I immediately, that's another a weird red flag that I have. I think if you guys follow each other right away, like we hadn't even met yet. I just thought that was kind of oh, weird. That's true. Um, now they're yeah, all like, it's just my stories and I'm like, hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Speaking of spooky, spooky things in October, the graveyard of men that is in my stories. Oh my God. It's like half of the people who watch my stories. Some of them will all like match with, we'll talk a little bit. They ghost me and they're still watching my stories. Why? How do you have that much time? Like, it's honestly, I'm like embarrassed for them, but it makes me happy every time I see. And I usually don't look at who watches it, but sometimes I'm like, I'm a little low today. I'm going to look back and it's like (laughs) 30 guys I went to high school with, 12 guys I matched on Bumble with who ghosted me last year. Like one guy I hooked up with in college, like they're all still watching my story. It's insane. Just keeping tabs. It's yeah, it's the the crickets. There the crickets. It's insane. I I love that you said Um, graveyard because we have an episode all about like the graveyard of men. It got now we like I feel like we have to do it It, because the audio just like got messed up and lost and it never got to be. Oh no! But it was okay. Boys in the graveyard or something. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yes, that and that is something that every straight woman I've talked to has dealt with. Every single one. Like, I don't know. I don't know what these are. And I don't know any girls who do that to guys. Like, I don't follow any of these guys. It's no, so immediately cringy to me. 
if I unfollow them, they're gonna be like, oh, she's so heartbroken. And I'd never want to give any man that satisfaction. So I won't do it. But I will. That's true. So I can avoid their story. And they're like, oh, yes, doesn't care. Yes, absolutely. I maybe maybe it's me like keeping them at a little bit of a distance, you know, just my own like relationship baggage, but I never add their phone numbers or follow them on Instagram. Like I can't remember the last time I did either of those things with a guy unless we were like official. Um and again, that was, you know, years ago since my last relationship. So I am very have like a very staunch rule about that for whatever reason. You know, um, but yeah. thing, I do I do do that. Yeah. It just I don't know. It feels like it feels like bad luck and almost like I'm giving them too like high of a position in my life before they've earned yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So when you anyway, so traveling, where have you had like the best dates? Cause I feel like you go on dates uh, as you're like, you're open to going on dates as you're bopping around. So like, where would you say yeah. dates? That is a great question. Yeah. Cause I, you know, my thing is if I'm not married to any place right now, like I'm kind of between New York and LA, but I've always been such a like free spirit nomad that I'm, you know, really open to anything. Um, that probably wouldn't work for everyone if you're really married to where you are. Um, but I do feel like I'm, I'm fortunate in that sense. Honestly, I hate to tell you girls this because I know you guys have had some bad experiences there, but I had great luck in Chicago. That's where I met my only serious boyfriend. Um, and you know, times were different though. This was like pre COVID. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't use the apps as much either. I was just like meeting guys generically, but I feel like that rarely happens to me anymore. So I was able to do that somehow in Chicago, just like going to bars and going to shows. Um, so that was lucky. And then I also really liked dating in New York, even during the pandemic, like as the pandemic was kind of winding down and people were getting vaccinated, I still had so much fun um, dating in New York. So those in the U S those would be my two, my top two picks. I think, um, LA is a hellscape. Don't date there. You need to bag a guy and then bring him out there. If you want to go there, <laughs> the worst, it is the worst. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just like, yeah, I, I, keep going out. Yeah. Keep going out. But I definitely feel like things are different now, you know, again, that's why I started this whole thing because dating right now is just so difficult. It's such a weird time to be doing it. Um, especially like as things kind of open up, it's starting to feel like it's normal again, but it's not really, um, yeah, yeah. but I had great luck. I was, I was, I dated like a string of comedians. So I had great luck meeting guys through, I did, um, second city in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So if you're into that, like, classes, um, stand-up shows, improv shows, you know, if that's, if that's something that you're open to comedians can be super like toxic fuckboy guys. So be careful. But I met a lot of guys that way. Um, and then also just like bars, I feel like I had so much luck at yeah. like, like kind of bro like sports bars that we don't really have in, um, in LA, like it, so many guys I met in Wrigleyville. Yeah, now we're like, should we go watch the football game? Yes, I actually think that's a great. So I made this TikTok uh, maybe like two weeks ago about where to look for guys. And guys were so pissed in my TikTok comments. Um, everyone was like arguing it. 
but the guys who had other suggestions, that was one of the top ones was like sports bars during football games or like tailgating or at an actual game. Um, so if that's, if that's like the kind of guy you're into, or if you are into sports yourselves, um, yeah, I think post up at a bar and just like talk to people. I think that would be a great, a great like opener. Well, we're trying to, and I'm going to, I love to pretend to care about sports. So <laughs> I love like the sports energy. I don't actually care what's happening on TV, but I love that everyone's so like Same. fun and excited. Yes, exactly. That's something I, that's probably what I miss most about Chicago, honestly, because like I said, LA is not like that. So having that kind of collaborative feeling where you're all watching something, even though I don't really care about the game or like who's winning it, that was always really fun to me to go out like on game days. Yeah, it is fun. I like, that, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. All right. So and like, if, you know, guys love explaining shit. So oh, if yeah. you can, you know, yeah, if you can be like, what is football? And just let them like <laughs> talk to you. They would like love that. Oh my God. Let me totally. tell you all about it. That <laughs> <laughs> so could be fun for you guys too. A fun experiment. <laughs> all right. So for our closing question, how did you come up with the amazing name Happy Ending? So fun. Oh my God. Thank you. Uh, so it was originally supposed to be Appley Ever After. And then I looked and I was like, oh my God, no one thought of this. Uh, this is amazing. Like, I'm so excited to start this journey, whatever. I was like patting myself on the back. And then I looked it up and that's already been a film. Um, so I was like, fuck. So I sat down and really just like kind of sketched it out and was like, what is, what is like the next best thing? And then came up with, with Appy Ending. It really is so good. And your like profile picture of the like WID and like here to find your happy, happy ending. (laughs) It's just the way it's all set up is really so clever. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I have a, um, my friend's husband is a graphic designer. So he did all of that for me and he did such a great job. I would have been like doing it on my own, like in my Instagram stories, like create mode if he hadn't helped me with this. So I'm very thankful. Yeah. That's how we made our first one. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, totally nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, you guys know as entre- as entrepreneurs, it's all, you know, you do what you can and you learn along the way. Okay, speaking of, tell everybody like where to oh, yeah. find you. We'll put it all in the show notes also, but if you want to tell us where we Thank can follow you. you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I am on uh, TikTok and Instagram as at Happy Ending. And then I also have a website, findyourappyending.com. And if you would like to, you can book happy hour sessions with me um, for coaching if you need help or if you want me to um, help you with your profile or break it down. Really trying to push that on the guys because I've seen some tragic profiles. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I have. My profiles and my um, my website. And you can look at, look at all that. I also have like a, a blog and like some advice and whatever. All of that's on my website. So findyourappyending.com. Cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. I am oh my God, thank you. I've been following you like a crazy person since that first <laughs> So this is seriously, I think, obviously we love all of our guests, but I think you might be our like biggest guest. Yeah. Good. I'm so honored. Thank you. Well, this is my, this is only my second podcast guest that I've done. So I am like so honored that you guys brought me on. Thank you so much. And this was so much fun. You guys are amazing. Yeah. I feel like we're just like, now when, now. when you blow up even more than you already have, we'll be like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> same, same. So do we. <laughs> Joining us, and I'm sure I'll probably reach out to do something else again because this was seriously so fun and like good banter and like absolutely not gonna find a boyfriend anytime soon yeah. probably. <laughs> like, we'll have time yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely well good luck out there it was so nice talking to you guys and i'll talk to you guys soon thanks bye bye oh my goodness it was so fun speaking with sarah um seriously full circle moment for me we gotta have her back on to dissect our profiles yeah yeah (laughs) and our habits because i'm sure we're doing a lot wrong yeah um but honestly, do you think she wants to be our friend when she comes back to Chicago? I think she totally want to hang out. Yeah. Sarah, so. hit us up whenever you're in the shy. Whenever you're in the shy, or if we ever make our way to L.A., um, just expect another very forward DM from me. Like, hey! Yeah. Do you want to be our friend? Um, thank God we had a week off of Bachelor. Yeah. But I kind of missed looking I at Aaron, but... I missed nothing. I felt like I was on vacation yeah it's like your boss finally approved your pto and you're like (laughs) yeah you know but we will be back live tweeting (laughs) bachelorette premiere which is on tuesday Mm -hmm. i mean monday Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can follow us on twitter at snacks underscore in the city you can follow us on instagram at underscore snacks in the city and you can follow us on our Personal. I messed it up. I haven't messed it up in so long. Our personal handles on all platforms are at Maddie Grissetto and at Brianna underscore Irene. And with that, snacks out.